You know, somebody said today, like, oh, you know, you know what you guys should do is uh, have like a whole studio with like wood paneling on the walls and like make it a whole vibe. And I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I was like, this person, you have no idea what we do it in. For all we, you know, we already do that. So it's just like this assumption, I guess, that we don't. I mean, with microphones these days that can isolate sound, I don't think you need a studio like you used to. No. I almost feel like the studio is as much about like the vibe it put, the mood it puts you in. When I think of wood paneling, uh-huh. I think of that old 70s mm. wood paneling. You probably have some of that out here, huh? Uh, no, I did. I threw it away. Huh. So this is funny. Um, I was thinking on my way home because I was listening back to an episode because I had time. And what was posed last time, mm-hmm. what's our podcast about? I have. I think I have. I think I got it. All right. Let's hear it. I think I have a mission as to what it is. And you kind of addressed it in the episode on accident when you were talking about Joe Rogan. But you said we're freer than Joe Rogan because we're not censored. So I go, you know what I want? The goal for this podcast, I want to be a platform for free speech. Hmm. I don't care what it is. It's anything. Anything's welcome to be talked about. Anything and everything. And so when you say, even I know it's a broad goal, right? Sounds pretty broad. But if you, if somebody, at least I can articulate, if somebody said, what is your podcast about? I can say it's a platform for free speech. And we talk about our opinions on everything. Isn't that funny, though, because <clears throat> a platform for free speech, doesn't that just sound like such a buzz buzz phrase these days? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Did you hear about the... I think there's currently like, uh, what is there, Parler and Rumble. We're a platform, not the platform. We're okay. a platform. We're one of many of one the of... same thing. No, no, you're right. <laughs> That's what it should be right We're there. a local platform for free speech. <laughs> A local <laughs> platform for free speech, sir. Uh, okay. Got it. Well, hey, that's good. You know what? Hey, at least I'm trying here. Again, this goes back to the root problem of this podcast where you contribute. I wish people could see my fingers because you can't even slice a dollar bill through that. That's how little you contribute versus yeah, me. I'm I, trying here. I frankly think you were being generous there with what I contribute. Oh, yeah. 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 But hey, that's fine because here we are a year plus later still doing it. Yeah. Still. And I'm, and and you're irritating me with this whole 30 crap you're oh, doing because you know, I could go back and play an episode where you said, no, I'm done doing whole 30. I got to focus on, you know, my own diet. And now you're not drinking some wine because you're on doing this crap whole 30. It's allowed again. because this is a platform locally for free speech, but not free behavior. So <laughs> not free of consequences. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's just, I, a, I get bored. I get bored when I don't have a thing to like, you know, I'm, I would make a good Catholic because I have like a lot of Catholic guilt. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and uh, and so if I carry, Catholics drink though. So oh, okay. Well, I I uh, I started to gain a little bit of weight, and I was like, oh, I don't I don't like this. And I was thinking, what was the last most effective thing I did to lose weight? And I thought, well, I lost like 15 pounds, and I did Whole 30. So here I am again. You know back what? At it. That that that'll just get me into our topic a little bit quicker than we probably normally do. Mm-hmm. What what did I text you? Uh, well, first of all, it was the most vague, random thing. You were like, "Don't be lazy." And if, for those who haven't picked up on it, he's also my boss. So I was like, "What what what did I do? I don't understand." <laughs> I just I need, texted you. I need flat some, out, "Don't be lazy." I need some it. reference. <laughs> what and did, then, what did I do wrong? Yeah, what did I do? I want to know what was going through your head because I just I I thought about it after I sent it, thinking, "Wow, I wonder if he's gonna misinterpret that." <laughs> 
You know what? I will say after years of knowing you, I don't misinterpret much because I put almost, here's here's what you are. You're like the embodiment of a flash in the pan. Like if you just sort of like, uh, okay, stand back and just accept whatever the first wave of information is. And then I can go, okay, okay, let's get to the real thing after I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Don't be lazy. I get offended, whatever. And I just go, what's this really about? But I asked you what you were referencing. And then I think you even as mysteriously were like podcast episode. It was like four total words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should re- I should reference it back. I <clears throat> I should see what you said. Yeah, I literally just said, "Don't be lazy." And then, well, actually, more importantly, would be the time frame into which I said it. Because after you said, uh, "What are you referencing?" and then I don't think I answered you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and I kind of was like, "Should I say something?" Let me let me. I'm curious now what he's thinking. Does he think he's being lazy? At what point did your head go? Am I being lazy about something? No, I thought if anything that you were just being facetious about something at work, like, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe I was vague about something, if anything. But I, I honestly, I put very little thought into it. I was like, I'll just wait, wait mm. it out, no matter how long it takes. And then if you never replied to it, I would never have replied back. I would just be like, okay, it is what it is. Never meant anything. Yeah, I like that you put that through a filter. I would have, if somebody was sent that to me, I probably would have said, oh, this text is sent to the wrong person. <laughs> I kind of thought that actually that's a good point. I did think that at first I was like, oh, he must be talking to, I figured maybe one of your kids. I don't don't think you talk to coworkers that way. Not, not exactly anyway. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Don't be lazy. Uh, Maybe in a sarcastic tone. Well, let me ask you what, what came through your head after I said podcast Mm -hmm. and then it, it registered in your brain that, oh, podcast topic. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about, uh, well, weirdly whole 30. I thought about that because it was like crap. Was this a trigger point for Whole Thirty? Uh, maybe it was like fuel on the fire that was already started. But I thought about that. I thought about fitness because we're coming in. You know, we're just we're what month two into the new year, and I thought about everybody's fitness goals. I thought about you and all your uh, that your fitness goals that you didn't reach and probably aren't going. You were to. right there with me, sir. I didn't make them up. Okay. I was just being moral support. Yeah. Well, I I'm accomplishing half of them, so I'm okay. And then I had a yeah. hernia. Is that what it was? Did you get it diagnosed or did you conveniently diagnose yourself? WebMD'd it, man. That's what it was. Actually, I did better than WebMD. I talked to my peers. Oh, one guy. People who have had it. So that's... (laughs) I'm sure that person... It literally doesn't get better than that. I'm sure that person was a pillar of health. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought about how many people... Do you ever have those people in your life? I'm sure you do who... They and podcasting is one of them that that people go. One of these days, I'm going to do this or that, and you you discount them to zero because you go, no nah, man, you're never going to do that. Mm-hmm. Never, it's never going to happen. And you don't say that to them, or maybe you do. Yeah, but you don't I really want to be those that person, right? Right. So you know what? Tri- why I thought about it, and it was mm. funny. It was just a thought popped in my head. I texted you. I went in my room and I was taking off my watch, and I have a watch case where I put my watches in. And it kind of holds them. It looks cool. I think it's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I set my watch down next to my watch case. Mm-hmm. And then I paused for half a second thinking, why don't I just put it in the flipping watch case? Dude, so funny. Because last night, I, I, I'm laying, I got into bed. I was fully invested in like, I'm down for the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, Zeppelin. I got to let him out to go pee, my dog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he kind of just peed not too long ago. Wait, not Matthew. Right? Maybe he'll be okay. Yeah, let Matthew out of the backyard <laughs> pee. And so I was like, okay, I'll get him to do it. So I did it. And then I noticed in the corner, far corner of my house, there was a light on. And I was like, I 
just go turn that light off, but I started to turn back towards my bedroom. I go, no, because this little thing is how I'm going to be about everything in my life. I can just go, no, I'll deal with it tomorrow. No, I just had to go turn it off. Well, that's good on you, man, because yeah. I, I started looking around my room. I set it down there. I thought about it. I decided to put it in the watch case because as I looked around my room, I go, oh, this is every single thing in my room is my watch. I set my clothes down because I didn't want to totally put them away. My shoes aren't put away because I just took them off and it's it's close enough to the closet, but I go, I'm going to wear them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing that with the towels and you mm-hmm. start doing it with your blankets and then you start doing it with your dirty dishes your like dirty next yeah. to the sink. And then well, yeah. or just <clears throat> even in my room, I looked at it. I go, oh yeah, we had some Cheez-Its the other night and somebody yeah. didn't throw that bag away. And all of a sudden you realize your room is only dirty because it was days of laziness. Not because it was, it, it was one day that was, that it just, got this whirlwind of adventures happening mm-hmm. and it wasn't because i am a lazy person necessarily it's just these little itty bitty pockets of laziness that creates the mess mm. micro lazy micro lazy that's what we'll call it that's true and for me it would be like thing well things like you just said for sure a plate next to my bed or the laundry next to the hamper instead of all the way in the hamper uh and then in my home gym You'll like do some workout with some weights and pull some equipment out, and then you'll just I'll just leave it strewn about. Mm. And I go, Oh my gosh, it would take me five minutes, and the whole place when I leave it would look fantastic, but instead I just leave it a mess. And then I always pay because the next time I go in there, I go, Oh, I gotta clean all this up before I start my workout. I wish I had just dealt with it. Oh yeah. The one that gets me all the time is vacations. Coming home, or especially road trip ones, right? You come home and all you want to do is just Get in and relax. So after a camping trip, I always tell my kids, as we're pull, pulling up, excuse me, maybe even 10 minutes before we get home, I start explaining to them what's going to happen. All right, guys, when we get home, you're going to unload the car. You're mm-hmm. going to help me take all the camping stuff back to the shop, and we're going to put it away. I know you're going to want to go inside. And you're just not going to want to do anything. You want to do this tomorrow. That Tomorrow's mm-hmm. not going to happen because I'm going to be at work, and you guys won't do it. So we're going to go home, and we're going to do all this. And it's so much better. Or... or Cleaning your house before you go on vacation. Mm, yeah. So when you come home, you're like, oh, thank God I did this. Dude, is anything worse than the post-camping trip put away? I mean, you're tired. You're mm-hmm. just want to watch some TV because You're I sunburned. You didn't sleep well. You just want to go in, take a shower, and go to bed. And so you have to unload all this crap. And the crap's always like dirtier and folded up way worse than when you got it. That That is the worst. Yeah. Hmm. And I find my... It's weird. You find yourself in just these little pockets of laziness. And I know people have said this before, or I'll watch a TikTok or Instagram or some motivational speaker of some sort saying, why do you set so many snoozes, right? Mm. Just wake up to your first alarm. That's the first decision of the day. And you're choosing to put it off. Well, it's like... uh but I still set a snooze, just so you know. Jordan Peterson's like, I would say the number one thing that like people know him for who don't really know much about him is clean up your room his big thing is clean Mm. up your room well he's got a lot of big things he's got 12 important rules for life plus 12 more true so a lot of he he actually has way more than that he's just not gonna write a book about all of them i know this because he told he told some people who i listened to and he said are you on the inside track 42 rules well that's 12 times is four is uh, 24 times two is not quite okay so he's 48 but he said he's done with the rules six and he said he actually made these rules up and uh, they're comprised of obviously he made them up no actually not obvious he did not make all these rules up a lot of these are comprised of other walking contradiction right other people's stuff that he sort of put together that Um, he believes in yeah oh he believes in him and he's and he's sort of like 
reframed him a little bit. Yeah, it's ma- it's a version of making them sure. up. But he's not going to do all 42 You words. know what's funny is if you say, I made it up, that's a real negative connotation. If you say, I invented this, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, oh, if he invented these 12 rules for life, that sounds better. If I said he made up those 12 rules for life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the phrasing semantics. is weird. Like I read a meme the other day and it was like... Uh, Telling someone like the wording is everything like, hey, have a have a good day versus, hey, enjoy your next 24 hours. Sounds a lot more cynical. Oh, wow. Or, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you think a little bit. But anyway, his whole premise Why was would you clean up that? your room. And he's like, his whole thing is everything. Life is. What if you just said, hey, enjoy your next 23 hours? Oh, that that makes no sense. I know. But somebody would be like, why? Why did he say that? It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Not a whole day. Uh, he, he says your whole day is comprised of a thousand small habits mm. and that people tend to set their goals based around these big, huge things they want to accomplish. And that all of that is comprised of a thousand small habits every day. And if you don't get your little habits in order, you're never going to get the big things in order. And I, I think that I read that book in 2019, which is when I think it came out. And I think that was one of the times that I started taking a turn for being a little bit more disciplined with things. So like doing things you don't want to do just because it's the right thing to do. And there's something to be said about, you know, cleaning up your room or going on that run when you don't want to or changing the way you eat, saying no to the nasty like McDonald's burger and eating something healthier, even though you crave that. Isn't it easy to say no to the nasty? No. I wouldn't describe a cheeseburger as nasty. Well, you wouldn't now, but if you were in my shoes, you might. Dude. Also Something about a McDonald's cheeseburger, nutritionally the superior. perfect ratio of ketchup to mustard. What is it about fast food that just, it tastes, it, you just, you crave it. And I feel like there's not any real Sh- crack, sugar. I don't know. You know how they say sugar is more addicting to crack? Do they just pump, I, honestly, that might be, this ready for a new conspiracy theory? Yeah. So they say sugar is more addicting than crack, but they put sugar in everything. Sugar really is in everything. It's more common than crack. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't know. You would know. I, I would for my crack my crack smoking <laughs> my, days. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did you hear about Biden wanting to give out free crack pipes? Is that what he wanted? Well, I don't know what he... I don't know that he did knows what he wants. Did you ever look into that at all? I mean, I... Like, did you When just you say look it? into it, I well, saw the memes about it. Right. So, no. Okay. Well, what do you know about it? Oh, I don't know anything. You know nothing? I don't... You didn't even watch the memes? No, I know the memes. Oh, okay. I don't well, know anything more. I was just asking you. That's you, how we get our facts that, these days, by that, memes. Is that really what he was doing, though? I don't know. I didn't bother to... You know why I glazed over it? Why it doesn't bother me as much? Because hmm. Oregon's so full of crap with legalizing drugs and all the poor decisions we make. I go, oh, okay, well, now they're just doing it at a federal level. So whether it's real or not, it just didn't, it didn't affect me the same way because I'm already desensitized to it. I always think... Man, the founding fathers would be rolling in their absolute graves if they knew that the idea of spending taxpayer money, come from. spending taxpayer money on things that even have remotely anything to do with providing drugs or drug paraphernalia or clean what needles. Did they want, what did they want tax money paid? Roads and military. <laughs> That's probably it. Did they even have tax money back then? Not much. Did you know when Lewis and Clark, uh, you know, the one, the, one of the number one hangups with uh, Lewis and Clark exploring the Western Front was money. The, the forest? The government didn't have money to do it. Could have been the Grand Canyon. I would argue the Grand Canyon would have been a big hang-up. Like they probably a... got to that and said, 
wow, this is the great divide. I don't even know how to get past it. Sounds like they could have used the Federal Reserve to print some money. So where, what funding for what? I mean, don't you just hike along and then find your own food as you go? They uh, together? No. I don't understand what the funding's for. Uh, you know, rations, food. They had to write things down, so ink and paper and a boat and pay the labor to do it. Cause no, like it sounds like a one-time transaction on an fee. Expedition. It was $2,500. Well, did you you yeah. just spit that out as if you like that, wow that's the actual put number. that in, can i'm glad that you knew that can you put that in today's dollars no i can't i'm sure you could if you googled it but it, it you know so it, we all could then it sounded like a lot yeah 2500 i mean it probably is but again one-time expense yeah and and they could have budgeted better again they could have hunted as they went you know what the number one thing of the 2500 dollars that they spent on a canoe uh they called it portable soup Portable soup, because when uh, like powder the or? guy Meriwether Lewis was that his name? Sounds like when he was name. in the military, he was very impressed by uh, portable soup, like dry soup. I, I don't understand. He thought that was an amazing thing. Like is you it could just, powder that would, you add to water? Probably, it's probably like those little um, MREs. Yeah, little MREs you get. Have you ever had those? By the way, yeah, I have. They're like terrible for you. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. One time we went on this mission trip to Mexico, and one of my friends, his dad was in the military. <clears throat> And we fund our own mission trips down there. And he said, uh, I, hey, guys, I, I can get a bunch of MREs for the food if you want. And we were like, yeah, this is awesome. We've never had them before. So we take a bunch of MREs that we have for lunches. Every day we had MREs for lunch. And different flavors and, and all that. They're like 6,000 calories. Or six, like insane mm-hmm. amount of calories in them, mm-hmm. right? And we would make some trades on some of the different items in there. You know, the dessert items, the pudding, whatever was in there. And... A lot of the guys didn't like them, so I found myself eating mine plus theirs. <laughs> I consumed so many calories on like that twenty-four thousand calories in a day or something, and that was lunch. Yeah, that's okay. insane. Plus, dude. not to mention the huevos rancheros that I would have in the for breakfast and the uh, tacos that I would have for uh, snack and then and then dinner. As when of you course. say MRE, do you mean an actual military ration, or do you mean like the little things people call MREs that you get from like REI? No, those are like backpacking meals. I'm talking about actual MREs. Um, they they even had the like military logo on them. They were taken from. Hmm. I assume legally, okay, but well, you were, know the other thing they, were, they were acquired stuff? in. in you we- never know when it was like how old it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I you know I, I did have a not an MRE, but I've had. Well, I've had an MRE before. I don't remember what it was like, but I've had a lot of those backpacking meals. Oh yeah, I've had a lot of those. Not I used to go food. backpacking all the time mm. go through Yosemite and Mount Last and all that. We'd take those. Sweet and sour was my sweet and sour pork was the best one. I think the, the Mountain uh, High or whatever it was called. Yeah, Mountain High. That's yeah. funny. Not good, not great for you. They do make some now that are more like healthy, I guess. Well, I could ima- I should imagine that technology has improved. I got out of some cup of noodles the other day because I had them stored away for some reason. Did you know those have an expiration date? Cup of noodles? Cup of noodles. Doesn't, I feel like, here's the thing though. Doesn't everything have to legally have an expiration date, whether okay. it's relevant or not? True. But what should an expiration date on cup of noodles be? I, I would imagine a, a year. That yeah, I think that maybe that's what it was. But that's too I would. Sh- but but I you thought, and I both know I would eat a one from nineteen forty two. Right. I, I mean, would, cup of noodles. It's just freeze dried noodles. It shouldn't it? La- I I thought it was. It's in our uh, whatever you call that food rations for the apocalypse. Mm. I thought it was saved forever. I thought it was like canned food. Oh, it probably canned. That's like um when I when I was younger, we moved in with my grandparents to take care of when they were older, and my my grandma had this like 
I don't know what you call it, like a cellar, I guess. And she had all of her canned food that oh, yeah. she canned and jarred. Yeah, we had that. And she was like, oh, she would still be eating it. And I swear this crap was from the 70s. I was like, dude. Why can't you get listeria from that? Botulism and all sorts of weird things. Yeah, I don't, those sound gross and I don't know what they actually do. But botulism sounds awful. See, but people have different thresholds of like tolerance for different foods. Like, for example, I think I've told you this before. My wife will not eat like let's say you are using buffalo wing sauce for dinner mm-hmm. and you leave the buffalo wing sauce out on the counter to me i'm like i don't care that's it's buffalo wing sauce isn't it out on the shelf it's literally a preservative yeah it's probably mostly salt and vinegar and all sorts of things mm-hmm. she's like no that wasn't refrigerated it's a little sketchy but any meat product i'm like that's been in there a while she's like just smell it and i go I'm not smelling that. No, expired meat's not a good thing. I can't do it. But then when I started Whole30, she go, she actually was going to start with me. And she goes, you know the number one thing I'm most disappointed about starting Whole30? I said, what? She goes, we literally just bought so much rice at dry rice at Costco. And I go, Yeah, well, it lasts forever. I go, and? And she goes, well, it's just going to go to waste. I go, it's dry rice. It would last through. I have it in my cabinet, again, from my apocalypse cabinet. Yeah. That's why it's there. Even if it there's like forever. some weird, like, bugs in it you just kind of like sift them out you could still it's a reason they use it on survivor right i mean just anything can get in it i just we couldn't be on different ends of the planet with this stuff but there's certain things that i'm it's funny that you lynn feels comfortable with certain things and you do too there are certain things that i don't care that's left out meat i don't like expired meat but when you have a, a Super Bowl day and the chicken's been out there all day uh-huh. and it could be 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, there's still chicken legs oh, left. Totally. I'll, I'll eat that, you know, or Thanksgiving Barbecue food, like yeah. anything like that. I'm yeah. going to eat that. They say not to leave meat out for too long because it can grow bacteria, but it doesn't matter. I eat it. Same thing with pizza. Pizza can literally sit overnight. Yes. And I will wake up and go, oh, there's pizza. I'll yeah. eat it. I'm strangely. Yeah, I'm OK with pizza. And it's got cheese on it, man. I'm okay with a lot of things. Yeah. And, and like pepperoni, that's basically just cured meat. Mm-hmm. Cheese, I'm okay. My, I remember my mom used to, uh, like, if we had like a block of cheddar cheese, if it had like mold on it, she would just cut it off. And yeah. Like, Here you go. And I'd be like, I didn't care. I know. Now do you just throw that block of cheese away when it has I, mold I don't on think it? I've, the, in my adult life, had a block of cheese that got moldy. But I would probably throw it away now. Wait, I, because you don't carry the blocks of cheese at your no. house? or We get like... Um, you are the this lazy, is, no, and you buy the slices. No, we do. Lazy is part of it, but it's also like we just don't eat enough of it. And when you buy the slice, you get like 10 slices, and that's Yeah, it. it's way more expensive. A block is a lot of cheese. It Yeah, okay. It is, it is, but like as soon as you shred it, then it's not as much. Do you buy the shredded no, cheese, too? That's not true. It's more when you shred it. What? So Because uh, it's is, got air in it. <laughs> It's <laughs> not more. It's the same amount of cheese, man. It's not ice. It doesn't expand. Okay, uh, it's the same amount of cheese. Let's look up the science on that one. You're like, oh, hey, well, we don't have enough cheese to go around. What if we uh, shred it? We, we could shred it, and then, cool, then we'd have more. Like industrial, like you. Oh like you crank yeah, isn't it that like the, the salad? Uh, yeah, it's that got company. all these different little blades or these mm-hmm. little barrel blades, and you just crank the thing. Can't think of the name. Like salad something or other. yeah, but yeah. we those are awesome. We bought that, and dude, you can get through some cheese. Like that's why I, I need that. I'll buy that cheese. from you because clearly you don't need it because you have zero blocks of cheese and I probably have three sitting in my you house. You know, it's funny. We, uh, the, of all the things that somebody wanted to borrow from us once, it was that. And, and then Lynn was like, my wife, she goes, oh, that's weird. Just loaning it out. Like what an odd thing. And she's like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's durable. 
like literally two hours later, they go, "Yeah, we broke your your thing, so we have to order you a new one." <laughs> Aren't they lifetime warranty or something? Stupid I don't know. Like but that? They order a new one, and it doesn't. It's like a weird color. We don't like it. So, but it's an appliance that sits in a drawer. What does that mean? Weird know, color. What color is, could it be? It was just. Uh, I think everything she buys is like a certain color, and so all these little kitchen appliances match. You it's, know what's funny about the the don't be lazy part? Because I, I had a few ways I wanted to go with this after you know my quick two seconds thinking about it and shooting out a text and sometimes you're like you reply back eh, or sometimes you're mm-hmm. like okay i don't know uh, I, don't, I don't know whether you like the the subject matter or not but the, you know there's a couple different things about how you feel about wh- how you can improve your work mm-hmm. life if you're just not just a, a tiny bit of not lazy but i think about how much money how much more money could you make if you're just not lazy on things like yeah. I will include myself in it totally. and I will put you right in there. But if you just bought the freaking block cheese and took the time to cut <laughs> oh, it, that's true. Slash slice it. Dude, that was, son, that was, a ton of money. that was like me turning off the light. Part of what went through, went through my head as I go, I want to be more frugal with my money, but yet I'm going to just intentionally leave this light on all night. I mean, it might cost me three cents, but who cares? It's Are you principle. a convenience person more than money person? With some things, yeah. I think food for sure. Like I don't, I don't mm. like preparing food. That's I'm not- in it in so many ways, man. Yeah, I will. I was in San Diego visiting my sister in a rental car, and we were back at the house, and I had to t- return the rental car, and I said, "Oh, I got to fill it up with gas," but I think there's a gas station next to it. She goes, "Darn it! Uh, well, you could go to Costco. We could have driven by Costco and gotten gas there." I'm thinking, well, that's out of the way. No, I'd rather just get it right next to the airport, not take any more time out of my day. That's mm-hmm. just me. More mm-hmm. convenience, right? And yeah, it's going to cost me more. I go to the gas station and I'm filling it up. And I don't know. It was uh, it, it was a total of eight gallons, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, even if it was 50 cents cheaper, which would be kind of a lot because most mm-hmm. gas stations are what? 15 cents cheaper. Mm-hmm. But let's say it was 50 cents cheaper out of eight gallons. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Not much. That's four dollars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rearranging my life for four dollars. Well, and here, here and here's the other version of that. So my wife's brother, who lives in New Jersey, she always tells me, "Oh, he's an extreme couponer, and it's crazy the deals he gets." And I go, "Oh, that's awesome." But it amounts to him making a lot of compromises on the products he wants. He doesn't get those. He gets whatever the coupon gets him, which is the products that people don't want. And then he stockpiles all the excess, and I go. So he doesn't get what he wants, and he has a lot of clutter in his house that he's never going to use. I, that doesn't sound like a win to me. But it's similar when I go to the grocery store. Lynn will always give me a hard time because she has apps and scans this and a coupon for that. And Target, I, right? Target and Safeway. Mm-hmm. And I just go into Safeway, and for me, it's like as fast as I can get it done. I'm just like boom, 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 well, boom. Well, that's boom. not Safeway then, man, because they're the slowest. Oh, their lines. lines are awful. Yeah, well, you can get through there quickly, but once you get to the line, <laughs> they, they slow you down yeah. right there, and they yeah. want you to buy everything in the checkout. I waited 30 minutes in a Safeway line one time because that's... It's, it's the worst part is they don't care. They don't. They don't care. No, you go, you go to a little higher... See, that's why I like to go to Roth's... Because they will, if if the line is three people in it, that all of a sudden they open a new checkout stand. Like, come here, we'll check mm-hmm. you out. Quicker. Yeah, that's true. But do you ever like get through again, paying for convenience, super fast, and you're like, this is great, and I got all the stuff that I want, and I didn't make any compromises, and then you kind of get the bill, and you're like, oh wow, that was a lot of money. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Our our laziness. Yeah, we oh, could totally. make so much more money if we just. Oh, dude, even if we were just lazy. more um, disciplined with our time, and I I don't feel like you and I have a ton of excess time. But I feel like there are ways that I honestly go, I do waste a lot of time, I think. Like how so? What do you mean? I just like... Where? For, for, At work? 
<laughs> Don't be lazy. No, for example, see, I see that I, was a relevant text. Then it was. I there are times where I, I fall victim to this all the time. I go, man, I want to actually read more books, not listen to audiobooks. Mm. I want to read more books because there's something in your brain about it. Why? Some, why read? What does that matter? I feel like it helps me remember words better like it helps build your vocabulary that's true and you get to see punctuation i don't know there's just like an a- added dimension because you, you and i get. talked about this in a very early yes. podcast reading versus audio yes you're getting through the book why do you care whether you're reading it or it's listening? true but i think the number one thing that people show off about when they go well this is why i like audiobooks is they go i could do so many things while i'm listening and i go then you're not really listening to it all i'm just the way. driving you're missing but you're i can missing. drive i'm driving yeah, but you'll listen for, okay, the 10 minutes from your house to get to the freeway, you're probably not paying attention to the audiobook. Then you're paying attention, you're on the, on the freeway. Then you're paying attention on the freeway, which is a limited span of time. And hopefully you're still paying attention to the road. So you're not fully paying attention to the audiobook. So I just don't think you get as dense of information. I, but, I, but we debated this because here's, and everybody's different, right? I, when I read, my brain wanders while I'm reading. I'm actually very surprised at my brain power that I'm able to do this. I will literally be reading and thinking about something else. And I can't, be- I cannot believe my brain can do this, but it's a superpower that I have. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about something. I get to the end of the page and I go, what the flip did I just read? I don't- <laughs> that doesn't sound like, that sounds like, um, sounds like you have some it's an AD- anti-power adhd yeah there you go but it, but it, i'm still reading it and i don't remember learn. but when i listen dude i absorb i absorb when i listen well okay sure some people do i'm sure but for me i feel like there's a next level of retention when i read yeah but my point being is and that it builds your vocabulary i could agree with that my point being is i always say i want to do it and then i do have spans of 20 30 minutes where i don't have something to do and i never choose to read because i'm like i'd rather just scroll through my phone like when you say scroll through your phone, are you just enjoying the apps that you have? Just or my are contacts you... <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, look who I know. <laughs> look who, who's this? Or are you playing games? Or are you doing TikToks? What, when you say scroll through your phone, it's define usually, that a little bit more. It, here's what it usually is. A spreadsheet. Scroll through my phone. Yeah, it's a spreadsheet, right? And then my work email, and then Instagram, and then Facebook, and then I'm off of it. And it takes me maybe 10, 12 minutes. But this is a period of time that you I go... Really? You don't get locked in for more than that? No. Huh. Sometimes I do, but I don't... Usually I get interrupted, right? Huh. Like if I'm at home, Matthew needs parenting. Right. Yeah. You'll find that the safe haven after you have another kid and then one more after that, possibly another one, the safe haven is the bathroom. Uh, you go to the bathroom, you lock the door and it's an acceptable place not to be bothered. That's when people go, oh, he's always in the bathroom. He takes long dumps. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not taking a dump. I am enjoying my TikTok with nobody talking to me or bothering me because this is a private place. That's funny because I was just watching uh, a stand-up comedian. I can't remember what her name is. She's I cannot. Karen, Amy 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 Poehler Amy Wong or something. Oh, is she the like the Korean one that does the yeah. uh, nails bit? Yeah, yeah, she's funny. She's super funny. She put out a new uh, whatever Netflix special, and I watch it. And she was roasting guys for spending 30 minutes in the bathroom and i was like i don't i don't relate to that very well but you do so yeah yeah i'm not in there struggling or anything (laughs) like that it's not like i'm just a normal person that wants alone time yeah i'd say that's probably a big one reading reading time and then also before bed like do you ever go oh i could read before bed and then it's like no i'm gonna lay here and watch tv yeah of course i can consume much more information that's the I, i guess i'm trying to figure out in this world when we were younger, 
your parents would say things like, you shouldn't watch that much TV. It's not good for you. You shouldn't sit that close to the TV. Don't be next to the microwave. Don't put your phone next to your testicles. All those things, right? That you go, are these are these all, are these all legit things? They don't know because it hasn't been proven yet. They just know it didn't exist when they were younger, so you shouldn't do it now, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I do go, I should read books. But man, if I watch some YouTubes, some educational YouTubes or educational TikToks, believe it or not, mm-hmm. or Reels or YouTube Shorts now, mm-hmm. right? You can learn a lot of information and so much more so than when we were younger. It's or true. When our kids were younger. And I think if you actually went back to the old podcast, I was probably agreeing with you that I was like, yeah, I do. I do have an Audible account and I do listen to books on there. But not even that. Just why, why not videos? Why is it? Why is it so frowned upon to sit in your bed and watch? videos that may be informational okay mm-hmm. or educational then read a book why is that frowned upon why is that not or not frowned upon but not looked at in the same regard and esteem that i would like to draw book? your attention to a previous conversation circa 2013 when you asked me what i do for motivation i said i listen to documentaries or watch documentaries and you we're totally talking about being me. in bed nobody gets motivated when they're in bed <laughs> sir that we were talking about motivation before you go to work or do a workout or on a run we're not talking about totally I, different situations. I think retention is a big part of it because I definitely agreed with you that I go, oh my gosh, I could listen. I, I mean, at that time, I when I started my Audible account, I was driving to Portland and back every single day and I was going, I could consume so much information. The problem was I could not recall any of the information. But that doesn't matter. That's And, and that's, a you, that's a you issue. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, because I even think that has a, a respectable, uh, you know, a respectable outlook on it. When if you said, "Well, I I laid in bed and I listened to a book," that's still respectable, and somebody go, "Oh, okay, well, that's understandable." But if you said, if if we were sitting here with somebody and they said, "What did you do last night, Aaron?" You said, "Oh, I read a book," and they said, "Marshall, what did you do?" I said, "Oh, I watched some YouTube." They would go, "Oh, well, Marshall's kind of a loser, yeah, and Aaron's an educated person, mm-hmm, right?" Mm-hmm. But why? I might have watched some very educational stuff. I might have learned 10 times what you learned in the time that you took to read that book that I could just consume in, you know, because I think most, four YouTubes. Why? I think, I think most people relate the times that they had to read books. And I say had to because that's what happens. You, most people only read books when they're in school or they're forced to by a teacher. And so they relate, oh, reading with, I had to learn some things, Right. Versus everyone else relates to YouTube videos is like, yeah, I do that too. And it, it means nothing. I watch cat videos. Yeah. Well, the, but okay. But it could be lived wrong. experience. That's the answer to your question. Yeah. Lived experience. Well, all I'm saying is I might be learning a lot, a lot more than some people who are sitting there reading books. You know, they say these, I, I get these stupid things through my Instagram reels and they're, they're saying, oh, the top CEOs read 250 books a year. You ever see those? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the real number is, but it sounds a like a lot. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. And you're like, man, I want to be successful, but I, I, I'm gonna, I, I want to be successful, and I want my, I'm gonna say, you know, Marshall, he, he sees over 250 YouTubes a week. That's <laughs> that's how successful he Maybe is. Maybe your time's coming, but it ain't now. People are still married to the idea that books are educational and YouTube is for cat videos. Uh, I had an economics teacher once who I went back to in a sort of. I don't know what you call it, a mental crisis where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life right now. And I talked to him and I said, hey, I think I want to go get a graduate degree in economics. And he goes, hmm, why? And I said, uh, postgraduate? Huh? Postgraduate degree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is when you and I were talking about getting that? Yes. Is it around the same time? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And he said, why? And I said, well, I think I just want to like know more about my field. Like, I feel like I've kind of hit my, my limit as far as like what I've learned about economics. And he goes, okay, well, is it to advance your career? And I said, no, not really. I think I just want to know more stuff. And he goes, then read books because that's, he goes, when I, he's an older guy. And he said, when I was getting my PhD, in order to learn this information, I kind of had to go to a school to learn it. And he goes, now, if you just want to learn it, you can learn it for pennies on the dollar through Amazon. Just order books and read them. Yeah. And I was like, sounds it's weird too. Not romantic. Because and- even if you were to take that even a step further and say you did go to the classes and you could audit the classes, right? Mm-hmm. That's a thing you can do that's like way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Then if you didn't if you didn't care about the degree, you could audit the class for what is it, like 175 bucks or something? Yeah. Something dumb. So you could audit the class, learn the same stuff everybody else learns. You just don't get the degree. But it's cheaper. So, I mean, what do you really... Do you just care about having the degree or do you care about knowing the stuff? You know, I think people are uh, very goal-oriented and they... Just talking about you. They want to like... Well, this is me too. I, I want to accomplish the thing to get the the medal or the degree or the thing that says I did it, right? And I want what goes with it too. I want to learn it and I want to get in better shape. But I also just want the thing, the thing that proves it. If you don't get that, there's something missing. Can't in you just make that up at this point? Yeah, but you know, you if you if you're a relatively honest person, you go home and I go like, I'm a giant sham. No, why would you be a sham if you took the, dude? If you took the audits, learn the stuff, you're more learned than those other people, and you make yourself a certificate that says, "Hey, I have a master's in you know uh, history of economics." Then what does it matter? Yeah, touche. Good point. I well, mean, I, I could feel. I I don't feel like I'm lying. I'd be like, no, I. I am a professional because I've been doing what I've been doing for so long. I could even argue that I have a master's. I would ne'er say I have a doctorate in what I do Probably because I've do. been doing it for so long. There are not a lot of people that know more than I do. So I could go, uh-huh. yeah, I have a doctorate in this. And I'd feel very confident. I wouldn't feel a sham or ashamed that I no, but if your were goal, misleading. If your goal were to get a degree, I mean, you, I'd be misleading. You if wouldn't I said, accept hey, call me doctor. printing your own degree on your printer. That's huh. what I'm saying. Like, you know a lot. You do. You probably do have a PhD worth of knowledge in business. Start calling me doctor, please. Great. Dr. Zerner. <laughs> Got it. Zerner. Zerner. Sorry. Uh, but I think people, Actually, I don't care. Dr. Zerner actually might sound better. People want the degree. People want the thing. And I think that, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was listening to another podcast and he was saying how uh, higher education is rendering itself completely irrelevant because... It is a weird transition time, man. Yeah, it is. And he, he said, you know... It's interesting because they're basically making themselves completely useless, both both because knowledge is so prevalent out there for cheap, you can go get it elsewhere, mm-hmm. but also because they're they're teaching things that don't matter at all. Like they're teaching things that have no applicable relation to real life, and they're not useful in any way. And you could you could they just they're making up degrees to some extent. And he was also saying that most of what you get, and this is kind of a cliche, but it was interesting. This guy said it was true. He said most employers don't they're not actually looking like you you go to harvard it's they want to know that you went to harvard because it's super 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 hard to get into that's it the education you actually get at harvard and this was a harvard graduate who also taught at harvard for 11 years he said the actual education you get at harvard is not actually that much better than what you would get at most other places he's like it's, it's the just act of getting in it's the act of getting in mm-hmm. and so he said if you were to create an online college this was just his take Create an online college and make it incredibly hard to get into and then incredibly hard to pass the test, but everything was online. You would build up your prestige. And Why don't we start this? We could. I we mean, could. I don't Prager know what our college U, would be about. Prager has a university, supposedly, somewhere. True. Yeah. I want to you know, go to it. You know what's funny? When COVID was happening and kids weren't in school 
and we were just us parents were talking about, man, what could we do? What could we do with the kids? And we talked about, man, we should maybe, maybe we, because there was a social aspect missing, right? And, and they weren't learning as much and they were doing it online. It was, it was garbage. We were thinking, well, what if we, what if we uh, just started simulating school? What if we met at, in our shop and everybody came here and it's not a full day, but it's a part of a day and every parent taught a different subject. You know, so-and-so works at a bank, so she teaches finance. Marshall is in business, so he teaches a little business course and somebody else teaches, you know, uh, the uh, basic, um, you know, how to... Siri, oh, why does Siri always think that I'm talking to her? It's triggered, man. It's annoying. We've triggered her twice now. Yeah. Right. And then reading or PE. Yeah. What, I mean, uh, whatever. The expert in anything. And they could learn practical things. Oh, I know the other one. This is great. Somebody was, somebody was telling me about a communications class. Mm. And they were saying this is the best class they ever took. They took it in college. It taught them so much about listening and not trying to think about the words you're saying next, just actually listen to the person. So really good communication. You know, man, I want my kids to take that right now. I want mm-hmm. them to take it right now. Mm-hmm. But that's not something they learn in school. And COVID could have been that. We we could have developed that. We- I I think that, yeah, I agree. And I've oftentimes thought about it because, you know, Matthew is going to be school age at some point, and I'm going to have to worry about where do I send him to school right now. I'm super thankful I don't have to think about it. I just, he's just a kid doing his thing. But I'm going to have to think about it at some point. And I go, am I putting him in public school or private school or what am I going to do? You're in a good neighborhood. Did you know where you live? There is, is a, it's a charter school. So it's a elementary school, but there's a charter school within the elementary school. Oh, that's where my kids got into. Once one kid gets in, all the siblings get in also. How do you get in? I don't know. You apply. Oh, you, you donate a wing. A wing. All right. I, I don't actually. A chicken I, wing. I, I, have, I have no idea, but that's where my kids went. They went to this charter school. Well, that's good to know. A nice but, little focus. But I was thinking about it, and then I started going, well, how important is school? Because I don't know that kids are learning a lot of the basic things. Like, for example, I recognize in college that nobody learns about economics, and I think economics is a super important thing. Like, that would be one thing I wish everybody in our company would know more about, because I feel like we would be a sharper company. Um, yeah, you're educating us. Sure. But then I think about things like uh, applicable, like ele- being an electrician or being a carpenter, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you can learn those things, but you don't necessarily learn them. And I think those are things you should learn something. At about. least the basics of it. The basics to, to give yourself an idea of whether you even want to do that. Or right. Not. How to change. I mean, toilet seats always break, right? Can we yeah. change a toilet seat? Can we change a doorknob? The basics of everything when you own a house that are going to break that you know are going to break. How to unclog the garbage disposal. Right. You know, uh, how to even how to unplug a toilet, right? There's there and then um, where you're at, you're going. Hey, you know you don't. Uh, you're in kind of a fortunate spot because you haven't thought about where you could go to school. I think you're in a really fortunate spot because you have all this time to decide whether a university is going to be good or not. Mm-hmm. You said universities are kind of dropping off. I feel like my kids are right in the middle of that. We're going. They're deciding. Well, are they worth it or are they not worth it? Yeah. I think that's these next five years maybe yeah, uh, maybe this, 10 maybe 10 yeah and my and my son's about to be in it i mean he's a junior right now he'll be a senior next year yeah and he's going i don't know dad i might want to do a trade school but at the same time i'm trying to do similar to you know what we talk about our parents doing oh don't watch t- too much tv yada 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 i don't want to take what i did and say yeah. well that's the right road i want to go well what's best for the time period we're in and what's best for you. Yeah. The tough part is too, is kids get an idea in their head and then they fall in love with the idea. And then they're, it's very difficult to rationalize with them about, Hey, think it through. Cause anytime my dad or mom be like, all right, 
I know what you want to do, but think about the practicality of it. And I was always like, yeah, I just want what I want. I know best. So you are in a hmm. difficult spot because I think your kids are going to develop strong ideas about what they want. And then I don't know that you're going to have much say in that. I, and I think you're right too. When my kid gets to college age, a lot more of this will be flushed out to where I think I'll have a much more clear understanding of like, yeah, four-year four university is a waste of time. I have not. a prediction that four-year universities are not going to be a thing. I, I think they're going to either turn into a three-year, like why four? Why four years? Well, you want to know why you can do it in three. Well, I don't know why it's traditionally been four, but you know why it's four right now? No. Because most colleges have the first two years, which I don't know what every school calls it, but like the school I went to. Basics? No, they called it um, cultural diversity. So your first two years, they mandate that you take all these classes in art and theater and history, and it's like to diversify you culturally. So it's like, hey, don't just rush into a school of, of training you think you want. You have to do this two years first. And then, so for example, my economics degree is really two years of economics. Right. The other two years Same is with just, sociology it's just garbage. Me. Yeah, I, I know because the first two years were just a re... Well, the first year I feel like is a recap of high school. So yes. if, if four-year universities are going to compete with trade schools, they've got to cut something out. Oh, totally. So either they cut it down to two years, which I don't think they're going to do, but they'll do... Th- I think at least they can get it down to three so you'll see, I, they have to adjust. And dude, the college I went to was $17,000 a year. $17,000 a year when I went there. Now, granted, it was, I don't know, 18 years ago or something like that. It's a long time. You know how much it is now? $50,000. That's huge, man. That's so much money. You know, there's an argument to be made too that- $200,000 a year you come out in debt. You are, uh, the way that government is subsidizing college right now, they're basically- so think back about like turn of the century or not this century, but the last century, like, or, or as late fifties, let's say college was much cheaper. And when kids graduated college, generally they already had their college paid off or pretty well paid for. Like I know a guy personally who was like, I paid my way through college on a part-time job. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, well, wow, that's it's not cool. possible right now. Unless N- it's not possible. How would you, I'm a doctor through college. So I was able to pay my, right. So, <laughs> so he, the, they get out of college and they're unless not, they're a drug dealer. They're not saddled with debt. Right. So they can make decisions because if I said, Hey Marshall, you're a 22 year old, you've got a college degree and you've got zero debt. You are free to make decisions and risk, take risk that you couldn't. If I said, Hey Marshall, you're 22 with a degree and you're saddled with $75,000 of debt, which is a beginning come do anytime now you're like crap i gotta get into a thing and make it work and mm-hmm. you, you can't take risk and i think that that's one disservice is the entire u.s constituency of college age kids are saddled with debt and they're fearful they can't they can't take those risks and so i think there's not as much like entrepreneurial drive it's a little bit of what we talked about last week how everything is just a little bit out of reach the the owning your own house is a little bit out of reach the car is a little bit out of reach and now college to pay it off is a little bit out of reach. We're making it very difficult for people to live. And I hate the argument about minimum wage. You know, it's got to be a livable wage because I don't believe that. I believe you work for a livable wage. Minimum wage is for high schoolers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shouldn't they shouldn't keep upping that. But you do go, how, how can people even, how are they able to make it without some sort of assistance from family? And maybe, maybe that's what we're moving towards. Maybe we're moving towards a, an older model where the... The uh, kids started taking care of their parents and and vice versa. And it's multi-generational. And, you know, we're all living together because this is what it takes to make work. Well, that's I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's not like they chose to voluntarily. It's because they have to. 
Mm-hmm. It's a necessity. And that's an unfortunate thing because I think previous American generations, every generation was expected to do better than the previous. And I think we're getting to a point where that's regressing. not really... Yeah, it's not, it's Didn't not, you mention that? Like something about regressing? Yeah. You mentioned that. What, what point where will United States start regressing? I probably did, but I mean, I've got a lot of theories on this, but I think, for example, the government subsidizes currently and previously more heavily the housing market, so it makes housing prices go way higher. It's something we're currently suffering from partially, Um, and same with college education. They subsidize it, and so the price went too high. I mean, anything the government gets involved in, the price goes up exponentially. It's why medical care is so expensive. And the problem with the government loans for uh for colleges is there since they're backed by the government you can't file them in bankruptcy mm. so when people go bankrupt and they go oh i'm gonna reset you can't th- those are with you forever and if you file a tax return and you have money back they're gonna snatch it from you yeah because they, they will find their way to get their money back yeah and which is an incredibly like puzzling sort of structure of a society for the government to go we will subsidize your loan which will create more expensive college education borderline unaffordable and then when you get out with that worthless degree and you can't make a living in the economy that we've made, you also can never file bankruptcy to get rid of the debt. So you're saddled with it for the rest of your life. It's like it's like throwing a wet blanket on the entire population. <laughs> I don't know what it's Well, that's why do. you have to make a very important decision, like a life-changing decision when you're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a pretty heavy weight that you don't really think about. Well, and I think it's funny. One of my friends is a doctor, and I know he came out with $100,000 in debt, and I thought, wow, that's asinine how could you come out with a hundred thousand dollars in debt and now it seems like it's like just normal behavior to come out with two hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah i mean a hundred thousand i've seen people who go to like decent four-year colleges with nearly a hundred thousand it's insane absolutely insane but this is why i was telling you when matthew gets to the age where i mean i was literally driving the other day and going do i send him to school or should i try something completely rogue and like try to teach him things at home like no you should well i know trade I, the pro- I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But the interesting thing is right now, the number one thing is like, hey, go become like an electrician because they're making I know. like a kajillion. Then you think, is it going to just but be then flooded? You, but then, yeah, you set, you, if you go 10 years from now, it's like, it's going to be a trillion. I don't know. Them. Anything that you work with your hands on, I feel like is going to be valued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. Speaking of not being lazy, uh-huh. uh, where are you at on this second kid thing? Oh, funny. Man. I never knew that. I, I always thought you get the monkey that off takes your back work. with one kid. And I realized one kid is just this the gateway drug. It is two. the gateway drug. And everyone's like, when's that second one coming? That first kid is marijuana, man. And then I also noticed that no matter how I frame what is happening in my life that's preventing me from having that second kid, it always sounds like an excuse. Because I'm like, well, I just moved and things aren't, you know, it's a little slow It's like right having now. a first kid. Everybody's like, I want to be prepared. Nothing can prepare you for having a kid. Just have a kid yeah, man. and everything fig- gets figured out. But I'm traumatized by the first kid because I was like, okay, I think I got all my ducks in a row. I defy oh. the odds and I plan my life and defy I'm ready. And then I had him and freaking COVID hit six months later. And I was right. like, wow. Are thanks. you worried about second COVID? God just smited me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, that's forever now. COVID's forever. I am worried about inflation. I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about money. You know, the usual things people worry about. Yeah. Where's Lynn in this? Oh, gung-ho, ready to go. So what's holding you back? Well, actually... Are you just being lazy and you're holding out? She does have a goal that she wants to uh, lose 10 pounds. Before having a baby? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she feels like it'll be easier to get back to pre-baby body 
if she goes into it 10 pounds less i guess i don't know i don't i i have no idea i can't i i can't get into that world necessarily and and speak to that because i think there's different there the office does it really good there's different people that carry their weight different or have babies different Mm -hmm. right and the office showed this with with pam and angela like one person didn't gain anything Mm -hmm. and then one person like gained a lot and that's my wife she she has she gains a lot she she has hard pregnancies Mm -hmm. and then we have a friend who doesn't gain very much and then their pregnancies happen like lickety split like they can barely get to the hospital in time and Mm -hmm. my wife hates people that talk about fast pregnancy she's like yeah. i hate you because mine yeah. was forever and lynn painful. too i think lynn was uh because lynn was always in really good shape she did all this crossfit she was like an olympic weightlifter she she was in great shape olympic and I, weightlifter I, that's kind of a cool thing to have to your resume i think she thought the pregnancy would go much more smoothly and it was a pretty pretty rough one and yeah. who knows she never was pregnant before so what do you compare well, it to but true and the second one is usually a little bit easier our second one was really difficult the baby got turned and then the lady had this the nurse had to like push on my wife's stomach to mm. turn the baby. I don't know. It was crazy. You know, everything happens so fast when you're in there right. and they're very good at acting quickly and being awesome. And then the third baby was really actually a lot quicker and probably the smoothest one. So I, I hear it gets easier. Yeah. Well, and, and not just the pregnancy, but like um, actually raising the kid gets easier because now I know so much more than I did before. I mean, it Plus was you've like, got the minions to help take care of them. That's true. The minions. And I feel like they could play together now because there's two of them and like, I'm just so much more used to the routine. Whereas, so what's day, holding you back here now? It's a lot of responsibility. You know what you need to do? You need to go home. It's the economy. You need, to, it's, you need to go home. You need to kiss your wife and you need to make a baby. That's what you need to do. Uh, do you want some a, wine? Put a baby in her. No, I don't. Thanks. No. Oh, well, that I heard that helps too. Actually. So, do we get what you were looking for here? Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Uh, yeah, like- no, I'm not sure we we touched on work at all, uh, but that's fine. We, yeah, I. It's it, it's interesting to me how um, just little things in life and how I just came to a quick realization and I can send it to you and we can talk about it for a long time on a podcast. But it's interesting just the stupid little things that it's really for me more than anything that can make a giant difference. I did want to talk about it in relation to work, but eh. Yeah, I feel like it's dead now. Who wants so. to talk about work? It's Who over. Want, it's a dense I know subject. you talked about work so much before the podcast, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it I now. came into you having a full-blown work conversation, and I was about to just jet out the door. I was like, I just got off work. I don't want to talk about this stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, uh, thank you. This is the Two Opinionated Guys podcast. I'm Marshall, and this is... Aaron. Goodbye. Oh, man. <laughs>